0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play, Dave Repocio, and if you're excited to hear me eat dinner, well, then this is the podcast for you. Ooh. As I was not able to make dinner before this, and you might notice it's still kind of echoey in here. I still haven't found out a way to soundproof the office, but we're gonna make it work. It's gonna make it, it's gonna happen we're gonna be okay anyway with me as always is the uh, inferior ring bearer samwise grizzis G-
1: <laughs> share the load dave that's that's my that that's my impression of of samwise from the lord of the rings series of movies did you like it i did good i'm glad
0: i'm glad you're with me sam
1: yes here at the end of all recordings uh, wait wait is this the last episode i wasn't told i wasn't i was not informed of this no no we'll be fine we'll
0: okay be back next next week and we'll all be like lying in bed and extremely oh, happy, and, uh, and tickling each other sure and off like walk in and be like having a creepy pedo smile so and everything will just be really weird
1: so this might be the last uh the last episode but this is also the first of about 500 of the last episodes Yes, we're going. We're going deep on <laughs> on Lord of the Rings movie movie goofs. i We have at I'm, I'm least fifteen
0: more episodes after this yeah. before we even have to worry about things ending. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> I re well,
0: welcome to week two of the off season, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I gotta say, um, did like anything happen?
1: Uh, I mean. There's more rumors about Gronk actually retiring and like the, the new info there is maybe he's going to sign with the WWE, which I think that would work. I I think it would work too. I'd be be excited. Yeah. I'd I'd be excited. But, but like, there's always like, is this, is this some fourth dimensional mind chess that he's playing to try and get Bill Belichick to actually pay him? And like, you know, so who the, who the hell knows? I can't. I can't think of anything see, else.
0: I can't see Grunk playing mind
1: chess. Yeah, that's that's the other thing. Is how believable is that?
0: They're like, when you look at Gronk, do you think secret genius sitting back, like in a lab and like concocting giant plans? Of course, maybe this is all an act. You know? Yeah, I was good. Gonna... Maybe, maybe he's. This is all just big dumb, and he's actually. Just like a very small person wearing a suit, <laughs> like, a Gron- like a Gronk mega suit. Uh-huh. Yes. Just a kid who always got picked on. And he's just like, no, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to put, make this little suit. It's going to be a flesh suit. It's going to be super strong and no one will know. And then everyone will love me. <laughs> the old me
1: is dead. I am become Gronk.
0: What do you think Gronk's uh personality would be in wwe w could be a heel or a face
1: well so they've done they've done this with like former nfl players before uh no one i don't think as big or successful as as rob gronkowski but like the prime time players were both uh former nfl players i mean roman reigns was a football player he didn't i he might have had like so was brock lesnar was he Brock really? Lesner, I didn't know that. Actually,
0: Lesnar played for the Vikings on like the practice squad. No shit. For like three weeks and then he got cut. Damn. Yeah. Huh. You, you can look up pictures of him. Like he was really pumped to be part of the Vikings. That's fucking they were like crazy. hometown team. Damn.
1: Well, oh, he so looked,
0: he looked right. Uh, in, yeah. And a, fucking a ass uniform. He looked. He looked like a, like an Urlacher. Type. Yeah. Yep. Just like yeah, this is a guy who's just going to throw himself repeatedly at another person <laughs> and yell after he makes a tackle. <laughs> Yeah. 100% this fits Brock. It's a shame it didn't work out.
1: I mean, I think what they're going to do if they bring him on to, like, to wrestle is they're just going to – I I think what – this this is something that they do with most wrestlers is they take the – your personality traits that, that make you unique and make you special and then they exaggerate them to the nth degree, right? So – so i think what they would do with gronk is he would be a heel or a face depending on whether or not you rooted for the patriots and obviously he's not going to be like i don't know if he's going to be mentioning the patriots or if there's some weird like trademark issues with that but Hmm. i believe that they would definitely portray him as like A big party boy and the ultimate bro, and I played football, greatest with the greatest of all time, Boston.
0: Wouldn't his his finisher be some form of spike? It's got they got to do something, right?
1: Yeah, like I'm, I'm thinking that it's something akin to the people's elbow, where his opponent is on the ground and he does this elaborate thing and then he like spikes his fist into the other person's chest or something I keep, I keep picturing like a choke slam Oh hell yeah that'd be dope Like he he grabs a choke
0: slam and he like goes up and then like spikes the guy on the on the mat Yeah
1: and, like, does gronk stuff yeah but didn't that just kind of i i'm going again to do it i'm starting to see
0: a match now of him doing that and then one of the referees in the ring throwing a flag for excessive celebration oh
1: hell yeah hell yeah and then yeah. the crowd
0: gets really mad and there's just like a ref who's constantly like mm-hmm. calling on celebration and they're just going making fun of the nfl well, I, without like naming the NFL, I I feel like this would really work. It's something yeah, I really that they, want Gronk as a resident.
1: It's something that they would actually do. You you have to imagine that the first time, the first time someone decides to interfere with a Rob Gronkowski match, they will one be throwing like either yellow penalty flags or red challenge flags. They will either be doing that or making a whole lot of tired deflate gate jokes probably both i'm excited oh, i hope this is You know is how real.
0: funny it would be if Gronk gets like pinned and he says he he kicked out early and they and the ref says no so gronk like goes in the stands and pulls out a challenge flag and hits the ref with a challenge <laughs> flag and Just
1: like all right watch the replay that'd be pretty sweet that would be very very cool i would be very much into that <laughs> So yeah, that's the only news that I saw this week. That you know, to be fair, I'm pretty excited about. I, I I would love for one Rob Gronkowski to no longer be on the Patriots, and two for Rob Gronkowski to be a part of the World Wrestling Entertainment universe. He just fits there. Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: He's one of the few players where I heard that rumor, and I was like, you know, that would work.
1: Yeah, why not? Yeah
0: yeah he he he, you know he was not like a and that's not like a screaming hot take
1: no but it's just like yeah yeah
0: it's just one of those things where you you just go along like yeah that makes sense
1: he was at wrestlemania last year he's not even this isn't even coming completely out of nowhere he interfered in the undercard match this is we're we're kind of going deep into wrestle boys territory here we're bringing it back a little bit but he interfered in a match in a, a Royal Rumble style match for, or for just like the undercard. And he interfered to throw someone out of the ring to help out a wrestler who I can't remember the name of. It was some NXT guy who's theme is like he's from maryland and he wears the maryland flag all over his stuff and apparently like they went to that
0: sounds cool
1: yeah they went to like high school together or something they had some sort of camaraderie and and gronk was like yelling at everyone and he was bad because you know it's like a guest spot that they planned and he was busy so you know whatever but it was fun and it's you know so it's not completely out of nowhere it's it's not as as far fetched i think as some people might think it's also i think it would be really smart this is a not many people when they are considering retirement which Rob Gronkowski is or at least he's not completely on board it seems like he's undecided on coming back there are very few times that nfl players just have this Easy out for an adjacent career, right? It's not, yeah, not not all not all NFL players retire and go into the booth, right? That that's a career path, but this is a very easy. Yeah, most kind of, of them go into debt. Yeah, there you go. Yes, and I I I think it would be very smart of Gronk to to kind of pull the plug now. What and, other
0: football players out there do you think would be good wrestlers? Good wrestlers. Like if we had to watch. Like, like NFL raw. Cam, Who do you want to see come out?
1: Cam Newton would be a baby face. Uh, I would I would watch him wrestle and and root for him. But I don't know if I don't know if he'd be all that good in the ring. I think he I think he would he would get tired a little bit. Although he he is huge and he's like a freak of nature, so he. I don't know. He's just—he's just got that baby face thing going on. I can't—I can't see his character being being super compelling.
0: You know who I think would make a good wrestler? Who like a good undersized kind of fighter, scrapper wrestler? Uh huh. Jalen Ramsey.
1: Oh hell yeah, dude. Hell
0: yeah. I want to see Jalen Ramsey in the ring. Wouldn't mind seeing what Beckham would do in the ring. Uh huh. I'm sure he'd put on a hell of a show.
1: I you know a name that I haven't thought about in a while is the honey badger
0: Hmm. Hmm. that is a
1: great wrestling name yeah I, I he's got everything like his entire character is already there for him and i don't know is he is he still starting i think so. i think he's it's still that, starting like, everybody's
0: kind of the cardinals have gone back to oh right yeah that, that, that's a team <laughs> yeah. hey do you remember that bruce arians retired jesus does anyone remember that i mean that happened that happened bruce arian's Recently, good coach, yeah. Just decided to be like, no. No thanks. I'm gonna hang up my stupid hat and we're gonna be done. Mm-hmm. That was that was a thing that happened. Yep. And it's Meg- it's like, oh. Okay. Alright, oh, it's the Cardinals who gives a
1: shit. Do you think uh do you think is gonna be back this year? Who? Uh Larry Fitzgerald. I think he'll be back. I I, I am doubtful i don't think his spirit has been broken Nick. that's true that's true i i just like carson he, he palmer's retiring though right
0: bad seasons like that's he's super pretty true. close to like setting some moving up on the record charts like i don't i don't think larry's done yet i think larry's gonna see what happens with the team mm-hmm. in the next year uh-huh and if the team is stuck in the same rut with like drew stanton yeah, in the corpse of Palmer. Is this Paul- Palmer, Palmer retired? No, thing? Palmer's yeah. out. Palmer retired. Yeah, yeah. Another situation where it's like, yeah, okay.
1: I feel like he's got to uh. wait and see. At least I, I, I'm leaning more towards doubtful that he'll be back this year. Mostly because I'm doubtful that the Cardinals will do things that make Larry Fitzgerald want to stay in terms of a coaching and a you know quarterback position Do they have a new coach yet i don't think so i don't I think they've they hired they, a coach they, they need a coach i don't think but, they hired a coach yet i'm gonna look oh this God, up because i up I, right I don't want <laughs> to be
0: wrong but this is how relevant the cardinals are we we legitimately just have
1: don't... no idea. oh yeah no it's steve wilkes it's steve wilkes that that happened oh yeah yeah okay. i've totally that's, forgot that's that that happened steve a while said. ago yeah steve wilkes is is the head coach and for all intents and purposes I remember now, it seems like Larry Fitzgerald actually liked the hire. So, you know, that's that's a good sign, at least for now.
0: It will be a huge bummer if we don't get to see Larry Fitzgerald's butt anymore. Yep.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Which actually segues into what we're going to do this week. So...
0: hmm hmm Back again for the second year in a row, the ever-so-important... Most prestigious awards the intentional soundies.
1: Ah, oh, yeah This is where we would play Some gala music if we had I'm, bumper music I'm trying to I don't doo, have doo, like doo, a doo, kazoo doo, or a doo, saxophone doo. or something here But if I did I would play some some gala if, music if I could
0: make saxophone farting noises I
1: would I'm gonna yeah good very good that's the intro uh so do you want to start or should i because i've got i've got 10 very prestigious awards uh that i am i am very excited to be handing off to some of the most uh important uh uh people and moments and uh, things that happened over the course of the 2017-2018 nfl season and I, i just can't wait to get started so uh, I, I am happy going first, or if you want to go first, that's cool also. Well,
0: I think knowing we decided to do this completely um, separate of each other mm-hmm. because we're just bad at communication, <laughs> and we're dumb and we're lazy. And that's just kind of how we roll. It's just more fun to hear what the other person comes up with. And something tells me you probably took this l- more jokey than I did. Oh, I definitely I was, took this more jokey than you did. I was, I was kind of serious with like, kind of actual like
1: awards so why don't you start us okay um so the first the first award that i i want to uh i want to give out and this one was pretty competitive uh is the arian foster memorial award for good twitter haver of the season uh there were a lot of really uh good ones marquette king always a a top contender there uh and a lot a lot of people kind of coming out of the woodwork this year for what has historically been not a very competitive award this year however one one twitter boy stood apart from the pack in the Chicago Bears Kyle Long Kyle Long if you do not follow him on Twitter at uh ky1e long it's a must follow and i've just i've just cherry picked two tweets that i think i think say it best i know i've said i didn't want to do it but i would do the brian Erlocker route i want to mull it pretty badly i've had a skullet and people mistake me for our assistant equipment manager <laughs> a couple hours later uh let me find oh shoot, where was it? Uh oh yeah. 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 Uh, a few hours later, this is all on February twentieth, just a day ago, um someone responded to him. Please don't bald is beautiful, mullets are dot 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 not responding to that. Mullets are pure speed, violence, and momentum. And if that isn't tattooed on somebody's body right now, th- there is a wrong there 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 is a uh, uh a disturbance in the force it's it's not it's not great if that's if that's the case but but kyle long a must follow on twitter when someone is ordering at a diner for themselves and they say let's get a dot 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 dude you're not sharing with the waitress oh my god He's he's <laughs> Jesus and he he goes in on like the Rapaport and Dave Portnoy videos. He he gets political. He isn't afraid to like put Barstool Sports on blast for being terrible. Uh I it, it is a very very good Twitter account. I am very very happy about it.
0: All right. And I should have played you off the stage. Yeah, you should have. I
1: I very much went long on my first
0: award is the award for funniest moment we all forgot about this season Mm. and there's there's plenty of moments i had to go back through my comics to try and pinpoint things but i came up with one that i remember is probably the only time i've really truly just kept laughing for a while no matter how many times i read about it and looked it up Mm -hmm. and that was The assistant coach at Miami snorting Coke on camera while professing love to his Vegas wife.
1: Oh my God. I totally forgot that that happened. Remember that? What a good award. What a good pick for that award. Holy shit. At one
0: point this year, a coach in Miami did the most Miami thing humanly possible, snorted Coke in his office before the plane took off, professing his love for Vegas stripper. Like... It's it's perfect.
1: So damn good. I, I, I am thinking back on that moment and I am I am so glad I am so glad that you brought that that joy and and laughter back into my life.
0: Like I don't think there was ever a moment this season where I read a headline and went that can't possibly be real. There was the like this this can't possibly have actually happened. And then I watched the video and I was
1: so happy that it actually happened. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. The only the only thing that kind of came close was who was it? It was supposed to be it looked like Jimbo Fisher or something naked on the boat with the shark, but it wasn't. It was yeah, just it was a lookalike. Good. So that was a disappointment. And and I think that story came before the coke snorting one. So like after that whole like disappointment of no, it's not actually a a coach. I mean, you got, you got, you got your, you got your video, you got your amazing video. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very good. Uh, My next, my next award is the Pete Prisco award for most useless take of the season. Uh, And this is a recent take. This is a recent take. It goes to Clem of barstool sports uh this this take was written on the 5th of february a day after i believe the super bowl right the super bowl was on the fourth this year i think either way this was after after the season was over uh i'm just gonna give you the headline should this nfl season have an asterisk next to it because of all the season ending injuries that happened to superstars my unbiased answer is yes no one's asking that question nobody cares clem injuries are not up in the nfl it just seems like everyone gets injured every year yeah
0: there was nothing really worse about this season that didn't happen last season
1: really yeah i the 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 goldfish brain just to different people yeah that's the thing right you people noticed it more this year because two starting quarterbacks went down right and and that's huge, right? That's big. Aaron Rodgers and uh, and Carson Wentz went went out for the season, but but at the same time, there are you know studs on the line at skill positions. People tear their ACLs every year, every single year. And ACL injuries and MCL injuries, season-ending injuries, did not like are consistent this year from last year. What has gone up is is the number of reported concussions, which I guess is both a good and bad thing. I because I feel like if there are more reported concussions, the concussions are happening anyway, so it's like Yeah it's good that they're being treated. I, I think
0: ultimately it's a good thing that they're actually getting noticed. Yeah taken care of instead of just being brushed under the rug as bell rug. even though there's still way too many cases of wow that guy is clearly concussed and should have not come back onto the field yeah didn't there's no way he passed a medical a good medical exam mm-hmm. what the hell but hey you know it's better
1: than what we've had in the past so
0: that's that's a thing
1: To be honest, I haven't really been following football lately, and I don't even know who won the Super Bowl last night. But I think there has to be an asterisk on this year's Lombardi trophy. I, I, Like, is this supposed to be satire? Probably. Knowing Barstool, it's probably
0: an extremely failed attempt at satire. It's, oh my god, but... Because that's like, that's like Barstool's thing. It's just like, let's come up with something ridiculous, and that's not really funny, but we think it's funny. But then, like, as soon as the public at large sees it outside of our little insular office and they start calling us out on it, we we can just say, like, oh, yeah, it was a joke. Ah." is like, the guy who says offensive jokes. And then when people get offended, he uh, says, like, oh, it's just a joke. He walks it back kind of thing. But he was really saying it intentionally. Like, he says something he actually (laughs) believes and then Uh goes back and pretends he was joking when it doesn't get the response he wants.
1: Hey, buddy i just realized this now so at the end of this post there are two pictures one of them is a very badly photoshopped version of the vince lombardi trophy with an asterisk on top remind me do you know who else might have made any any content that features an asterisk on any super bowl memorabilia Hmm. Hmm. because it's you Hmm. because it's you In this post, in this post, right under that, there is a picture of your world champions, uh, Patriots ring with the big asterisk (laughs) on it. I forgot about (laughs) that. At least, at least they still, they did credit you. It does say the drawplay.com on it, but I, I didn't even realize that when I was... When I was making these these awards, honestly, of
0: all of all the asterisk things I ever made, making fun of the Patriots that one year, my favorite was the GIF of Tom Brady crying, where the little asterisks pop off of
1: his. Eyes yeah, that one the was theme. really good. He,
0: he, he cries blue asterisks. I'm still very proud of that. I still think that's hilarious, yes. even when I look back on it. I
1: very I very much agree uh, with that.
0: All right, my next award is. The respect they finally deserved has been gotten award. Uh. And this was this was tight for me between two players. And my runner-up for this was Eli. Sure. And I say this mostly because Eli's always been kind of a joke to pretty much everyone but Giants fans. He's mouth-breeding doofus who sucks, who just, like, lucked into stuff. But when he got benched, basically everyone, even the people who don't think he's that good stood up for him Mm -hmm. being like hey this is messed up you don't do this to him you don't like what he's meant to the franchise like you don't treat people that way the football world finally seemed to be giving him some respect and i was really happy to see that however i think it still comes in second to the winner and that's tony romo Mm
1: -hmm. tony
0: romo finally won over everyone this year After all this time, we were finally like, oh wait, Tony Romo is awesome. Tony Romo was awesome. The Cowboys wasted him. Tony Romo is so smart and so great and such a good commentator. Oh my God, everyone else sucks. Tony Romo, God bless you. You finally are getting the respect you deserve.
1: I I agree. What a a well-deserved... When we we talked about this earlier in the season, too, about how I don't think either of us expected him to be good in the booth at all. In fact, I think I broke down on this podcast when you told me that he was going to be paired with Jim Nance. Because I thought I, I would be in hell the whole season.
0: No, no. We were both extremely happy because we knew he couldn't be worse than Phil Sims.
1: Oh, was it that or was I worried? I think, yeah, no, you're right. I, I was think like... we,
0: were, we were cautiously optimistic okay. about Romo. Right. But mostly because it was not Phil Sims, mm-hmm. So we're like, you know, at least it'll be fresh even if it's bad. It won't be Phil Sims, But no, I don't think... Literally anyone expected him to be quite as good as he was this year. So good for you, Romo. I want... Good for you. I would rather have you call every game instead of Chris Collinsworth or Joe Buck. And We just have you hired by all the networks and you call every game. I know that would be a tremendous amount of work and completely unfair, but I don't want to listen to Joe Buck and Chris Collinsworth anymore.
1: I, I agree. I completely agree. And quick quick sidebar. I do want to
0: say something. Yes. Like. I don't think I hate Joe Buck
1: anymore. I think I'm just kind of irrelevant with Joe Buck. Uh, that's how I've always yeah. felt about Joe Buck. I never I used to hate him, but now he's just
0: he's just kind of there. I think I hate Collinsworth a lot more. I yeah, I And it's not just because of the last game. I just I can't stand Collinsworth. Mm-hmm. Joe Buck has he's improved to the point where like during the uh like the Vikings miracle play in the playoffs, He actually sounded legitimately amazed. Yeah. He actually sounded, he gave it a good call. And it was such a far cry from what we always knew Joe Buck as. And like he's got, he's taken, I feel like he's taken some of that criticism to heart. And he's tried to improve. And it's made him
1: not offensive. Mm -hmm. He's not good, but not offensive. He's started to treat, I think his football broadcasts differently from his baseball broadcasts, at least a little bit. And it served him very well, I think. But yeah, I, 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 I I agree with you on that. I, I find him very inoffensive and I want to sidebar just real quick and talk about Phil Sims because I was worried uh, when this season started that because he's still on the broadcast team for, I think like Fox NFL Sundays Right? They like cut to him in the at like halftime with a bunch of other people. I, like he's on one of those teams with like, I, it's not with like Terry Bradshaw, but it's on one of those. And I was worried that I would hate seeing him there. But I don't. In fact, I really like seeing him there because when I see him there, I it's like I'm looking at him in his little hell. And I'm like, you're not. Oh, oh! I haven't thought about you in in a while. I get to I get to look into your little jail box that you got for being so shitty for five minutes, and then I get, I get to look at your
0: consolation.
1: Points. Yeah, and then and then and then guess what I get to do? I go. I get to go back to watching a football game with decent commentary. Fuck you! I, it was it's just. So, and then
0: you turn on a game with Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, and, and then like, I'm like, oh, goddammit.
1: No! <laughs> I was the one that was in hell the whole time. That's fair. Can you
0: imagine a booth that is Chris Collinsworth and Phil Simms? Oh my god. I, well, so I, so... I don't know who, which one I would want as the play-by-play and which one I would want as the color guy.
1: You, you wouldn't, they wouldn't talk about the game. They would each just like they would each talk about their own career. Yeah. They would each talk about their own career in that kind of self deprecating way where, you know, they're not really being self deprecating. I I would, oh, I would, yeah, I would want day, to die get away
0: with that, but you know, we took tougher hits and, you know, we just got back up. <laughs> Isn't that right, Chris? Yes. Oh, by the way, Tom
1: Brady's dick. <laughs> <laughs> slob, slob, slob. Uh, that, that's, they, yeah, that's a, a hell vision in my mind. So I'm going to move on to something that actually makes me very happy. And one of the only serious awards I'm I'm giving, uh, the Rob Bass and DJ easy rock award for it takes two to make a thing go right. Uh, there were actually a lot of very, very good duos, uh, this year, but I mean, I, I, you have to give it, give it to Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. I, was super super excited to see them because i feel like a lot of us had kind of counted out the saints this year not counted out but like didn't really expect much from them drew Brees is getting old mark ingram does he still have it alvin Kamara is good but you know whatever what is he gonna do do they have any receivers what you know is is jimmy graham anything and I was so so happy that Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram actually made Saints games exciting and watchable, and Drew Brees still had it, and and that they both you know set that record of being a duo, uh, a rushing duo, to each go for over fifteen hundred yards in a season. It was as as someone who who does root for the Falcons, right, and will actively root against the Saints most of the time i i found myself struggling to like to not enjoy watching alvin kamara and mark ingram kind of run that offense i sam
0: you want me to blow your mind with another fact that you totally forgot please adrian peterson was a saint this year oh my god
1: he was (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, poor guy (laughs) shit remember that oh my god yeah yeah
0: it was it was it was great mm-hmm. anyway the next award i have we've we've touched on this a couple weeks ago and i feel like everyone's gonna know what we mean as soon as i say the name of the award but this is the worst meme to come out of the season oh yeah it's f- dilly dilly mm-hmm. yep burn it just just burn it. i think it's gone and i, I do want to say i like we told, I totally called that shit in Super Bowl. There'd be three commercials; they'd be all related to each other, and it would be an escalating thing. Like, I called that yep, shit.
1: Yep, I called that shit in real because time because it's
0: so predictable and forced. It's it was god,
1: fuck dilly dilly. <laughs> I I really do think it's gone though. I haven't seen it. I think it died with the season. It might. I mean, it might come back next season
0: but i don't know so here's a here's a weird thing so every once in a while i'll actually listen to pardon my take yeah they they normally release like so many episodes that i i just can't get caught up and normally i can't listen to podcasts when i'm working because i can't my brain won't like really listen Mm -hmm. and then like that especially when i have to do any sort of writing my brain just can't like combine the oh i end up typing what i'm listening to Yeah, it's horrible. So I can't really listen to it all that often, especially at work, which I like, normally would. But I turned on, uh, pardon my take, and Bud Light got to them. Bud Light sponsored them, no, and no. and like and like Big Cat. It was the episode with Johnny Manziel where they actually ah. get like real, and it, it like starts it's just like yeah, Dilly Dilly's taking over the country. Dilly Dilly's. I'm
1: just like no, no. PFTC. No. How could you? How could you? You know what they did to me? To us? Oh. It's, it's just like, oh, God. I like that we're
0: underground and uncool, and which makes us cool. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're not corporate sponsors. We're not slaves to Dilly. Fucking Dilly.
1: Secret message to Bud Light. You know what, you know what's really in with the kids now is those underground podcasts that that say, that say they, they're not going to sell out but, to, you but pay totally me money, will you pay, you dilly, pay me dilly money, dilly as money. As we'll say it's the fucking want. best meme ever shoot I'll, I'll take an hour
0: where I just say dilly dilly the entire time that'll be the entire podcast
1: glassy eye just dilly 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 and then
0: we'll sell out and then years later we can write a book about how we regretted selling out
1: yeah very good
0: it's... While we sit like on our uh, cliff mansions mm-hmm. overlooking the ocean being like, yeah, Dilly Dilly paid
1: for yes. this. Yes. Oh my God. But. Gotta get like, that Dilly Dilly money. I feel like money. Was
0: something lost.
1: Yep. Yep. Was, was, was it Dilly worth it? I don't know. There's a pun there that I couldn't find. Anyway, my next award, and I don't need to talk about this much because we actually talked about it a lot at the start of the program. Uh, the Hardy Boys Return to the Ring Award for Unsafe Wrestling Maneuvers goes to rob gronkowski i feel like people forgot about this too i just want to make sure everyone remembers that rob gronkowski fucking dropped his forearm on someone's fucking neck that's it that's all i have to say about that i just want to make sure that people remember that
0: that's right that's right that was that was his heel turn yeah yeah it was it really really was that's when gronk went for being oh that's funny too oh he's actually a dick yeah
1: like that was
0: his heel turn
1: yep absolutely Absolutely. He's got to keep that in check if he's going to sign that WWE contract.
0: So, my next award is the most expected thing to happen that happened and <laughs> no one in the world was surprised. And this is a thing that likely you forgot about, that most people forgot about because it's something that we all again simply assumed would happen and happened. And that is Carson Palmer suffered a
1: season-ending injury. Oh my god. I I did. I I it's it's something that I I probably it's like, oh, it's in the calendar every year sometime in like October or November. It's it's part of the background. I, I don't feel like I forget. I forgot it. But I feel like I always knew it, you know, and it's just faded into the into my consciousness. In that there's
0: way. there's almost like nothing worth talking about. Because really? We, you just it. Everyone expected it. it, it happened. happened. It was it, it didn't throw off anyone's narrative. Nope. It didn't upset the season in any way it was just something we all knew would happen
1: yep and it did yep yep and you know his team was ready for it ish you know they had they had the plan and they everyone knew everyone knew my next award uh is the usain bolt award for best celebration uh this one's gonna go to and this this one was tough too because you know they relaxed the celebration rules uh, I can actually, I can actually pile this in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a twofer on this one. Um, so the the first one is the Usain Bolt Award for best celebration. That's gonna go to the Minnesota Vikings uh, in the NFC Championship game. Stephon Diggs and Latavius Murray did a curling celebration, and I was very, very, very much a fan of it. I think that there was a whole like swath. Uh, in the postseason of those uh, Olympic-themed celebrations, I know there was like a figure skating one too. Uh, there was a bobsled one, which was great. And I think I don't know if it was something that the NFL told people like cross when when it's on NBC. NBC has the rights to the Olympics, so you know we'll we'll pay you if you get some Olympics hype. But the curling celebration was fucking awesome, and I loved it. This dovetails nicely with uh, my next award, which is the going to see Black Panther and tweeting about how good it is, but still crossing the street whenever you see a person who isn't white award for doing the absolute bare minimum and, and patting yourself on the back for it. That award goes to Roger Goodell for finally relaxing the (laughs) celebration rules. Good for you. Now fix your other fucking problems. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: I hate those people. Yeah.
1: Like, look how good I am, yep. dudes. Yep, yep. It's it's
0: it's the best. Yep. All right. I guess I get two awards them. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I just so, didn't realize
1: how well they dovetailed.
0: That, I, I'm, I'm going to do this. So I think I have the most exposed coach this season. Mm-hmm. And this was another one where there was basically two choices. And my runner-up was Jason Garrett. Jason oh, Garrett sure. wow, was. Pretty yeah. much just kind of like we all kind of thought he was mediocre or whatever before this, but then last year he gets coach of the year and like because they win the first seed, they go off yeah. distance. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, are you fucking nuts? Jason Garrett sucks. Like, smart football fans who pay attention are like, What are you talking about? Jason Garrett sucks. This year, with Zeke gone, uh Dak struggled. It was painfully, painfully obvious that Jason Garrett has finally gotten the respect he deserves as a bad coach. Right. Jason Garrett is not a good coach. They'll they'll fail miserably on a third down conversion attempt, and then he'll just clap and say, like, good job. He's a total yes man. He sucks. He couldn't adjust to anything. The only reason the Cowboys did anything of note last year was because Zeke and Dak played out of their minds, mm-hmm. and the team is insanely talented. Mm-hmm. But that team has had so much talent, and Garrett has not done anything meaningful with it, including three straight years of 8-8, eight and eight, where they lost the division in the final week.
1: That's insane Jason to Garrett me. Jason Garrett sucks. That's insane to me that they did that three years in a row. He should That's, be fired. Jason Garrett is
0: garbage. He's garbage, but because he is very good at fellatio on Jerry Jones's tiny little shriveled penis, Yep, he stays. Keep him around. Anyway, anyway, the actual winner of this award is Jeff. Fisher.
1: Yeah, I I, 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 will say I was kind of there worried was, that this would happen. There was I, there was really no
0: competition here. Like I just no. wanted to give Jason Garrett a shout out. Je- Jeff Fisher is the one. The fact that Case Keenum, Nick Foles, and the Rams and Jared Goff all had incredible success this year, after being miserable under jeff fisher for on the rams it's it just goes to show you just how many crimes against football he has committed
1: i i want to to cut in real quick just to kind of i guess solidify your point we each did 10 awards right and they could have been for anything ever in in this season anything that happened not even football related right and I yeah. did the same exact thing. I give gave Jeff Fisher the Mike <laughs> Ditka award for man. I can't believe he ever had a job coaching. Like I, I, that should tell you something that two people that did not communicate about their picks, both were like, God damn, Jeff Fisher. We, we gotta say something about you. Yeah. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> like I gotta, I gotta say something. I gotta say something about him. So, yeah, I fucking... So, if that was one of
0: your awards, can I just do a third? Yeah, I guess... Yeah, just do a third. Hell yeah. All right. So, I'm going to say the most overrated, and this is going to be probably controversial, Uh but I just wanted to talk about it. I'm going to say John Gruden, and I'm going to say overrated by the Raiders. Yeah. Because, like, I don't think John Gruden's all that great of a coach to begin with and he was not worth the money the raiders paid him he's like i really don't think of him much better than jack del rio no but they gave him like a billion dollars to come back and talk a bunch of nonsense to a team that's about to move cities
1: i'm wondering i'm wondering if that's part of why and this is this is my cynical brain coming out, but but what better way is there to re-energize your fan base? Right? Or or energize well, I mean, a new fan if, base. If they want right? to go
0: if you're gonna have a new fan base, if you're gonna move a team and have a coach that knows how to handle teams moving, um well that's when you hire Jeff Fisher.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Can can you imagine the riots? If if they if they had announced after this season that no no we're no, it's not John Gruden it's gonna be Jeff Fisher holy shit I would have cried De- with laughter. Yeah, do you think? I mean, do you think he'll ever have a head coaching job in the NFL again? No, because because I think Jeff Fisher's brand is too toxic and he's too old at this point. Uh, okay, that that second one is the is the thing that gets me. I. I might be more cynical than you in that I don't, I I, I have seen I so there's many enough bad new coaches
0: retread blood. I think there's enough new retread blood that Jeff Fisher he might eventually get another job with another mm-hmm. team, but I never see him being a head coach again. Sure, I I think there's too much toxicity to his name at this point. He's become such a joke, especially after this year when all the success. <laughs> players that used to be under him has had like it's just for like jeff fisher didn't have a job this year and somehow looked even worse yeah like, yeah right when you're when you're when your brand ha, when your name gets shamed and lost in a season where you literally aren't even in the public you eye, didn't even go six and ten yeah like you nobody wants to touch you again. Yep,
1: that's fair Uh, I want, I want to give my next award. Uh, The next award that I'm giving out is the Kevin Garnett award for proving that anything is possible. I watched a highlight of this play the other day and I had to give it a shout out, not just because it came by a Northwestern alum, but because it is one of my favorite plays of the season legitimately Uh, in week 13. The Green Bay Packers were playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Dean Lowry near midfield. The Buccaneers were, I believe at the, at the Packers 40 ish. Dean Lowry got a scoop and score for 62 yards. And it was one of the most beautiful fat man touchdowns I have ever fucking seen the motor on that big boy is so damn good. And I would highly encourage you all to check it out. Uh, If you just search Dean Lowry, like 62 yards or like Packers, fat man touchdown, it will come up. It is graceful. It is wonderful. And it is why I love football. And it makes me very happy. So congratulations, Dean Lowry. Congratulations, Green Bay Packers.
0: Congratulations. So I'm going to, take my next award to um something that i feel like is another moment that we all forgot but this is weirdest moment that we all forgot mm-hmm. and that is Jameis winston sucking off his own hand
1: as part of a pregame. Switch. i didn't forget about that it is etched into me etched into my brain unfortunately <laughs>
0: remember that like let's just let's just think back to i don't know it was like week like 10-ish or something like that the buccaneers were basically going down the irrelevant path at that point nobody really cared Jameis winston really wanted to rally his team and decided to do so by performing oral sex up on his own hand let me
1: let me get real close and it was hold on really
0: really weird
1: it sounded like that, and that sound will be in my brain forever. And I, thank you, but I hate it, Buccaneers. And then they
0: got completely clobbered that yeah. game. So they didn't, eat the <laughs> it w. didn't
1: even matter. Imagine if they had won. Would he be? Would he have done that before every game? Probably. Whoever, whatever team I, beat them. If it worked, worked. If it worked, I like.
0: You know what. I actually kind of want to see Jameis Winston as a wrestler now. Oh, God! imagine the gimmicks he would come up with. Imagine the weird shit he would do in the ring while cutting a promo.
1: Well, there was like, that the special move um, or the signature move of Mankind uh, where he would have the fucking—oh, my God, I can't remember. It, was, it wasn't just Mr. Sock. Uh, it was the mandible claw. That's right. It was the mandible claw. He would put this grody sock— on his hand and like choke someone out with it while putting the sock in their face and that was his like submission move so i'm imagining jameis winston doing something like that except he fillets his fingers beforehand
0: god i want to see jameis winston promo wrestle just that would be so good Can i, I want to see jameis winston versus rob Gronkowski.
1: oh my god in, hell like, yes a cage hell match. fucking yes Hell fucking. Yeah. Just,
0: just give Jameis Winston a microphone for twenty minutes, and don't give him a script. Like the writers for WWE, just don't give him a just script. Just tell him to go. Just hand him a microphone, and just tell him to do what he wants. Mm-hmm. Just be like, all right, go, Jameis, go. Give us, give us the best promo you can. Do it. I. Just imagine how good that
1: will be. oh My God, i I want it. I want it very badly. My next award is the DJ Khaled Award for playing yourself. And there, there was really only one, only one uh, person this could go to after the Super Bowl. And it is Bill Belichick, possibly the greatest football coach of all time. But the man who did arguably screw himself out of a sixth Super Bowl victory by not giving us a reason for benching Malcolm Butler, who had played every single defensive snap for the Patriots before the Super Bowl. There is more information coming out about that benching every single day, and it's all still very much up in the air. Like, Devin McCourty has come out saying, like, it wasn't disciplinary. A lot of people on the team were like, yeah, we had no idea. Some people did know, like, a week in advance that Butler wasn't going to play – I, my theory, and I know this is tinfoil hat y, my theory is that it was to save money on re signing him in free, or, or like to, to like drive down rather his free agency value. I, I don't know why the Patriots would do that because there's no way Malcolm Butler would come back to him after they did that. But like, that's the only thing that makes a tiny bit of sense in my head is lit, like they just want they wanted to win without Malcolm Butler and and in doing so drive down his value because he was not on the field for a Super Bowl win.
0: I have no idea what happened with that. Me either. I don't think any of us ever really will cuz Belichick No, no, people's.
1: absolutely not. Absolutely not. It is I I hope though, I hope though that he gets a small personal hell because every single sports journalist at, at every single press conference from now until possibly the Patriots win their next Super Bowl, they should be asking him why. They should be asking him why.
0: Why didn't Malcolm Butler Why didn't
1: Malcolm play? Butler play when, when Nick Foles was torching you? Why?
0: Why not? Anyway, my next award, and pretty simple, It's just the most phoned in this yeah. year. Chuck Pagano. Yeah, cheers. Congratulations, Chuck. You clearly didn't give a shit after, like, week one. You clearly knew you were a dead man walking. Everyone knew you were a dead man walking. Nobody was concerned about anything. So, yeah. I feel like he could have... At one point this season,
1: he congratulated the wrong team on beating them. Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. I mean, I guess... Listen... I would have done the same thing. I don't think I don't think there was any way Chuck Pagano was going to save his his coaching job. Not after he knew it too, and
0: that's why he decided to phone in. He's just like, I'll just get my paycheck. Why? Why the hell not? This this was an actor who's just like, oh, I gotta you know pay some of my taxes or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna take this role. Like like Aaron Eckhart in I Frankenstein.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, a famed actor of both stage and screen. Just like, oh man, a little bit behind on my mortgage. I'll just do I, Frankenstein. I'll help out. Although you think about it, has Aaron
0: Eckhart done anything since I, Frankenstein? Ah. I feel like at the time his stock was really high thanks to The Dark Knight. And then that was like the next big notable movie with him in it was I, Frankenstein. And we were all just
1: like, no. No, but I don't. Does anyone talk about
0: Aaron Eckhart
1: anymore? I mean, is Aaron, is Aaron Eckhart a thing? He only comes up when you talk about like the I like the Dark Knight, and then thank you for smoking, right? And then you have and then you have all the like weird adaptations that he's done. I Frankenstein, yeah, he was. Oh well, it did get kind of dark after I Frankenstein. Oof, it really yeah. did he so he did rabbit hole which is an adaptation of a very like uh uh great but crushing uh play about um september 11th and then one year later battle los angeles the rum diary oh yeah i remember battle los yeah, angeles yeah erased that was a movie yep. He was in both Olympus Has Fallen and London Has Fallen. I Frankenstein. Oh, that's right. He
0: was the president in both of those movies. Yep.
1: Uh, you know, I actually kind of liked Olympus. Oh yeah, Fallen sure. I, because
0: yeah, London was London Has Fallen was a total piece of mm-hmm. shit. But I remember watching Olympus Has Fallen on Netflix one day, and I was just like, you know, I'm entertained. It wasn't good, but I was entertained.
1: Yep. Yep he was also in sully so you know
0: oh yeah did anyone go see No. i feel like sully was one of those movies that didn't need to be made because we all kind of knew the story already and we all knew how it was going to end it's just like they were trying to make up drama just like oh well was he actually negligent or was he actually inebriated we're like no no he wasn't yo yeah he he did a good thing and that was it like everyone went everyone who went to see that movie went to see the crash
1: sequence no one gave a shit about the
0: rest of it because
1: honestly that's not true that's not true and i will tell you why sully saw that movie about 20 fucking thousand times can you imagine being in the the (laughs) theater Like being being at like you really want to see this movie. The story really interests you or whatever, and you're in the theater and you hear behind you this whisper of like, "Hey, you know that was me, right? Hey, 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 you guys, hey, you know that's me, right? I did. I'm the. I wonder if
0: if he if he just went back and just like I had Tom Hanks play me in a movie." Uh Like, I wonder if Sully was ever one of those people that had those conversations, like, with their work buddies. Oh, maybe, God. Like, I guess his work would be up in the sky. He's just, like, talking to the fans, Like, yeah, you know, who do who'd you want to play you in a movie? And Sully is just like, ah, oh, I'd probably go with Tom Hanks. That's never going to happen. Oh, shit, did a goose just fly in the engine? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That would actually have been an amazing reason that the plane crashed. Yeah. Him and his co-pilot are just talking about like who they would want to play in the movie, and, and he shit. says tom hanks and then the go- and they're not paying attention and they fly through a flock of geese and the goose gets stuck into the engine and then they have to do the crash mm-hmm. but it's like tom hanks as sully talking about how he wants tom hanks to play him in a movie and then the end of the movie is sully like getting approached by the movie studio and getting to meet tom hanks as tom hanks jesus so it's tom hanks meeting tom hanks
1: yes it's,
0: that would be a so much better movie i would why didn't we get that
1: movie? i would completely completely agree with that i have my uh my last award my last award and uh hopefully hopefully we have many more years of of giving this award to this man hopefully uh, but this is my final award of the evening it is the Larry Fitzgerald award for best butt in the NFL and this year that award will go to Larry Fitzgerald still the king baby. well deserved well deserved yes yes I I am I am dreading the day where I will have to find someone else to give that award to. But, uh, that day is not today. But, uh... Uh, But. 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 Well,
0: taking it from the butt
1: to the front. Mm -hmm. The best dick in the NFL! (laughs) (laughs) The biggest dick. Just... Nick. Oh, hell
0: yes. Hell yes! (laughs) But I actually had one more actual... Okay, okay. And that is... Kind of related. It is the biggest dick
1: weed. Mm.
0: So, this is the best picture of the Soundies as far as I'm concerned because there are so many dick weeds. We are spoiled with the amount of dick weeds in the NFL. Just owners, players, media members, just so many dick weeds. So, I was trying to think of who really impressed me with their dick weediness this year, really stood out to me. And we had some great competition, like Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo, like, he put up a really good performance Mm -hmm. this year in being a dickweed. Mm -hmm. We had um, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones was a fantastic dickweed this year, throwing a big temper tantrum over Zeke and everything. Mm -hmm. But I really feel like this needs to be said. And the winner is Hugh Jackson.
1: Oh, man.
0: Yeah. Hugh Jackson this year is a supreme dickweed. Unbelievable. Let's let's think about what Hugh Jackson did this year that made him such an incredible dickweed, and it has to be throwing every player ever under the bus, <laughs> never blaming himself for anything. Like, every time there was a player, he would crush, he would smash Kaiser, he would... He was so mean to Kaiser. He year. was. He would take him out of benches. He was running plays that Kaiser just wasn't ready for. He was, he was trying to force Kaiser to do things Kaiser wasn't good at. I don't particularly. And then he was basically like throwing Kaiser under the bus when he couldn't do these things. Instead of trying to tailor the system to their strengths, he was not trying to win. He threw everyone under the bus. He threw the GM under the bus. He tried to make the biggest dumb trade by, like, the trade deadline, by giving up, like, half a draft for A.J. fucking McCarron. And Sashi Brown, the GM, was like, um, no." no. And then Hugh Jackson got snippy and dickish and then started a power battle with Sashi Brown, got him fired. And then at the end of the season, had the nerve to say just, like, no other coach could do, like could put up with, like, what I've been put up with. Like, well, no, other coaches probably would have won a few games. Yeah, right, yeah, yo. Other Browns coaches that were as bad as they were still won some games. Mike P- Mike Patine or Pettin or whatever his last name was, he won some games. Pat Shermer, he won
1: some games. Those, those people actually won games. Shut the fuck up, Hugh. Yo, I, I'm going to blow your mind real quick. The Cleveland Browns, since RG3 was their starting quarterback have won 3 games. Jeez. 3 games since RG3 was, well, rather since he stopped being their starting quarterback. Okay. Wait, really? Have they won 3 games since then?
0: Oh, maybe it's just one. That maybe was it's just the, the one. 2000. No, I think it's just the one. Game. Uh, yeah, it is just I the one. Just Holy shit. Year's... Yeah, no, it, it, that's right. It was, it was the the Browns have not won a game since 2016. Yeah. Yep. Like that that's that's a real fact. They have not won a game since 2016. Wow. Hugh Jackson. Well deserved, you piece of shit.
1: That that may have been... I, I may have missed an opportunity with my Anything is Possible award. Because, I mean, it is impressive. Right? The NFL is a league that at least somewhat... Like, it, it, it doesn't have parity. But it's got more parity than, say, the NBA does. Just because of the way the draft works. It is impressive. It is impressive the level of a failure that the Cleveland Browns have have like been witness to.
0: Last year it was all part of a process. This year no one expected the Browns to be good, but it became very, very clear that they do not have the right head coach for the future. They just don't They
1: also don't know how to do the process. Spoiler alert, they they don't know. They they don't know how to do the process, and that's kinda the big thing is they don't know how to do the process. I'm not a huge fan of Deshaun Kaiser, but like holy shit, man. I'm supposed to be your guy. Whoops. Whoops. You donged it. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Whoops a daisy. Oh no. You donged it.
0: You donged it. Sam. Yes
1: you can follow me on twitter at sam grazeses s-a-m-g-r-e-s-z-e-s-e-s on twitch and instagram at robots fighting dinosaurs i stream every wednesday from 7 central to around eight thirty central uh and uh, also you can follow me at kissingivancatrump.com we just got a whole stable of new writers uh, so check me out there as well dave
0: I'm Draw play Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Draw Play Dave, on Facebook at the Draw Play Comic, on Patreon, on Instagram, and of course on the We will have a different kind of episode waiting for you next week if plans go according to themselves. So tune in for something a little bit different, but hopefully still funny and full of big dick Nick jokes. Anyway, send us your personal awards for the year, like what you think the biggest dickweed is or just your own personal things and maybe we'll read them next week anyway have a good one we'll see you then